0: Welcome back listeners.
1: How are you doing? Nice nice to nice to be talking to you again. That goes to you Maggie, it goes to you listeners.
0: Yeah. It's great to great to hear your voice, Billy. Yeah. How have you been?
1: I've been good. I've been good, Maggie. I've been playing some games. I got to have like the first in-person game session since COVID happened with the people who aren't immediately in my bubble oh, and nice. that was amazing what'd you play honestly so many things um we played i'll just pull up my bg stats um it's actually not as many as it feels like but it was many hours of gameplay we played era which we've talked about before we've played fantasy mm-hmm. realms which we talked about before we played parks and Tadara. Uh, We'll talk about parks sometime in the near future, I'm sure. Um, And I also played Sonora. It was a really good game day.
0: Nice. Do you own Era now?
1: No, no. I don't own Era, uh, but my partner does.
0: Oh, okay. Very nice.
1: So sometimes it lives in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome, though. I'm glad you got to have some in-person games. Me
1: too. How are you, Maggie?
0: I'm good. I was just at a cottage and we played like, we pretty much just played party games, just like Wavelength and Just One and some Mexican Train.
1: You love Mexican Train.
0: Yes. And I also recently started rewatching Game of Thrones from the beginning. Ooh. And I've been enjoying it so much. Good. Good. Um, I feel like after it ended, it like really dropped off like everyone's radar but the rewatch has been great I literally I wasn't expecting this but when I was watching the scene where Jon Snow gives Arya Needle I like burst into tears (laughs) (laughs) I was really not expecting to
1: I love that Um, for you
0: but it was just like I don't know Needle's just like so important to her I thought it was like such a cute scene I don't know that that scene hit me really hard
1: good good
0: but yeah that's what's new with me (laughs) amazing
1: um, if you got this far and you haven't, you haven't, and you're, you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, we didn't, we didn't say like uh, a big hello. Oh, so right. uh, I'm Billy. I'm Maggie. And you're listening to Into the Into the Meepleverse. The Meepleverse. Thought I'd get that in there before we forgot. Yeah, put it in in (laughs) fifty-five minutes or something.
0: (laughs) How many? I have one game that I would like to talk about.
1: Uh, I just brought one, and I expect it'll be a a slightly quicker episode this week. What with the the busyness we had, I I didn't I didn't get a million talking points to talk about my game, and it's, it's oh yeah me me neither. It's a lighter game, which I I don't usually bring games that are this light. But I just want to talk about it.
0: I think my game, I wish I could remember which episode, but it was like several, like probably at least 20 episodes. I said, oh yeah, I'll talk about this game next episode and (laughs) never did. So I'm finally talking about it. So this might be like the Mandalorian of board games because I still haven't finished that. Great. Of course you haven't. um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm talking... I'll just go first. Yeah. you want yeah,
1: Please, please, Maggie. Take us away.
0: Okay, sweet. So I'm talking about Five Tribes.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: It is designed by Bruno Cathala, who is, I think, one of the designers that you like a lot. I,
1: I love, I love Bruno Cathala's work.
0: And I was originally interested in this game because... I heard it was like really great at two players and I do play a lot of two player games and I bought it because you actually knew someone who was selling it. And so I bought it from them.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And
0: I'm really happy because the first edition of this game, like one of the cards like that you can use in the game, like are called slaves. And in the like reprinting of it, like slaves aren't a thing anymore. Like, Thank God that they like address that, but my copy does not have slaves in it. So that's happy that's that. very
1: good. I I think it's like yes, anyone looking back at history can like notice. Oh yeah, that existed. We don't need to continue to immortalize it in our games. Like, come on, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> no, you don't need to make it a resource in a game. Like. Yeah, absolutely, um, and like it's not
1: like anyone who would even make the argument about like, but it's what happened and realism and historical context. You're playing a game with tiny red, blue, green, and yellow meeples. Like they're tiny bits of wood. Like,
0: (laughs) and the theme does not come through. (laughs) Yeah, like, like there's no there's no theme to this game. Like I'm sure there is a theme, but like I'm not like I don't feel it. It doesn't anyway.
1: need slavery, is what we're saying.
0: Okay, absolutely not. Okay, so this game is... I never know when is the appropriate time to say Point Salad, but I want to say this game is a point... Have you played this game?
1: Yes. Yes, I have.
0: Okay, cool. Is it Point Salad?
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. I would say yes. I'm pretty sure yeah. yes.
0: How would you define Point Salad?
1: I would define point salad as being, I I wouldn't define it, so in like, you got worker placement where it's like, you can have a game, and its whole thing is worker placement, right? It's a worker placement game. You can have a game that's a trick-taking game. I don't think you can have a game that is just a point salad. Point salad is kind of about how all the other mechanisms work. And I think it just means, to me, it just means a point salad game is a game that has a lot of variable methods of scoring and you okay. usually want all of them, right?
0: Yeah. So, okay. Maybe not then. Maybe not that, because I don't know if you want all of them, but maybe I, I just added fries. that on. That doesn't
1: <laughs> great. Awesome. <laughs> Delightful.
0: So this game is a point stir fry. Um, <laughs> it's called five tribes because there's five different colors of meeples, each, which have their own different ability. The board is like a variable board with made up of tiles that you're going to place out. I think it's like a five by six grid. I'm actually not 100% sure on the size of grid, but you're going to place out all these tiles. Each tile will have a point value on it and will have an action associated with it. And on each of these tiles, you're going to randomly put three meeples on each one. There are five different colored meeples Um, on your turn All you're going to be doing is grabbing all of the meeples off of one tile and however many meeples you've grabbed, you can move that many spaces onto a different tile as long as you're ending on a tile with a matching colored meeple. So if I pick meeples up from one tile and have three meeples, I can move three tiles away and I have to drop off each one of those meeples or I have to drop off one meeple on the way and end on a tile that is matching... That has meeples that are matching the color meeple in my hand.
1: Okay, so essentially you pick up all the meeples and then you redist sorry, I bumped a thing. You pick up all the meeples and you redistribute them along a path. Is that right? It's been a while since yes. I played it.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Great. And then so say I picked up like two blues and a red, I could move three tiles away. And if I ended on a space with two more reds and I had a red in my hand. Then you're going to collect all meeples that are matching that color. So in this case, it's red. You pick up all three of those meeples, and then you do an action associated with that color. And usually the more meeples you've gathered by doing this, the better the action is going to be. You'll resolve the action of the meeples. Then there's an action on the tile. You will resolve that action as well. And then your turn is over. Um, that's, like, a really simple overview of the turns. There's also, like, special abilities that you can, like, buy, and there's also goods that you're collecting to sell for points. Um, but yeah, so the five main actions that you're going to do, like, there's white, um, there's a white tribe that is just points at the end of the game, so it's gonna be two points per meeples, but you can spend them to buy these, like, gins, which are, like, gods, that will give you special abilities, so you kind of have to be like, okay, is it worth it to lose these points, to buy these other cards? I, I thought you were saying labels. like
1: alcohol, like you can buy like a juniper oh. gin, you can buy <laughs> a, a nice herbal gin. <laughs> like,
0: I was like, Re-
1: I don't remember this game at all. Sorry, I'm into man. The,
0: that th- I'm into that theme way more. Well, you can um, look at the
1: gin, you can look at the art and be like, well, what would this taste like?
0: Honestly, I think I like there's a gin I have specifically in mind that I feel like I could taste. Um, anyway, I'll maybe we'll link the name of that one, but who knows. Um Anyway, so then there's a yellow the yellow tribe you uh, it's going to be worth 1 point at the end of the game and whoever has collected the most yellow meeples will get an additional 10 points. For the green, all every one of the green Every green meeple that you have collected, you'll get to collect that many goods from a line of goods. Um, the blue, you're just going to get to collect money based on like w- how many blues you collected um, and where you are on the map. And money are points, so like you want more money because it's directly points. And then there's also red meeples, which are assassins. And they allow you to assassinate meeples in surrounding tiles or other players meeples. So if a player has like two white meeples, you can be like, and I'm going to assassinate one of those, and that would cost them two points. Cool. Um So it, So yeah. Would you Sorry, describe this
1: as just like a really fancy action selection game then?
0: Um I like, think yes because you're also selecting two actions. So you'll do your meeple action of when you collect them, and then each tile will also have an action on it. And there's five different actions that you can get on the tiles as well. Like two of them are just placing buildings on that tile. And if you own that tile, and you own a tile by being... If you ever take all of the meeples off of... Um, a tile, like, with your final action, not, like, in the beginning when you just take them all off. Right. If, like, you end in a space with, like, two whites and you've put a white meeple there and you get to take all of those white meeples off, then you'll put a camel down and you own that tile and you'll get points for it at the end of the game. And there's two cool. actions that let you put, like, a palm tree or a palace down and that'll be worth more points at the end of the game.
1: Okay. And then so, yeah, there's, there's, also... there's a lot going on in this game. It's really...
0: Oh, yeah. There's, like, there's it's so many so small good. different ways that you can get points. That's, like, I don't I don't want to, like, I, I was, like, came into this thinking, like, I'm not going to explain all of the different ways you can get points, because there's just so many different ways. Yeah, I get it. And that. there's also, like, you're collecting these goods, and, like, for each unique set of goods, um, you're going to get, like, coins associated with that, so everyone's kind of trying to collect these goods along the way, and everything's private. I just played with it not private, because, I don't know, I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything, but... um. <laughs> But, yeah, you're supposed to play with it private, but I just found it easier to not, which is maybe, like, a noob move of mine, but it's what I did. The thing about this game... So, I really like this game. I've only played it twice. I played it once, like, years ago when I originally said I was going to do- cover this game. Right. And then I played it another time today. This game, like... When you think about the game, you're like, oh yeah, that should take about forty-five minutes to play. It's gonna be really quick. This game has like such intense analysis paralysis. Oh, that it makes yeah. it take so ridiculously long. Even like when you're going for the turn order. In a two player right. game, each round you'll take two turns. In like a three or a four player game, every player just takes one turn around. Um which is still a lot to think about but i feel like when you're deciding like where when you're going to take your two turns it's a lot because you bid for the turn order so there's like different which is another i think classic bruno Cathala move cuz oh yeah he game? loves that what's that other game that uh yamatai yes so that one also had like a bidding for your like starting move or action i can't remember what it is but this one has something similar where, if you went first the previous round, you're the first one to bid. So you could bid on like a more expensive starting location just in case if you really want to go first. But like people can then outbid you, um, or if you're like a two player and you're gonna get two turns, it's like really advantageous to go twice in a row. So if you can somehow pull that off, right? Because really then you great. can
1: drop meeples off in advantageous ways.
0: Exactly. To like set you can up two drop turns. Them off Right. to set it up so that you'll clear tiles which is i don't know it's it's cool if you can do it but it doesn't always work out but even that even the selecting the actions or sorry selecting your bid for like the order can be really analysis paralysis cuz you're like okay how much is it worth it to do this cuz like points yeah. are sorry coins are points at the end of the game so is it going to be worth it for me to bid like eight points just to get (laughs) to go first like will i get eight points back out of this turn
1: right absolutely i think the thing that makes it just so analysis paralysis is you're looking at this grid and the grid is in and of itself like dozens of different actions in different spots and then on top of the grid are dozens of meeples representing not only dozens of other potential actions uh, but when you pick them up like hundreds, maybe thousands of paths, which you, you can drop them off yes. on. Like, and yeah, and it's like, yeah, what order wow. do I
0: drop them off in? Even? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
0: like, I just can't even think about this that much because otherwise like you'd be here all day trying to like plan everything out.
1: It's the type of game that I think I would never really want to play a tournament of it because I really want to make the decision of how perfect do I want my thought process here to be? Yes. Compared to how much time this is worth. Like I would rather play the game over an hour and a half than play it over two hours. Even if I do slightly better over two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? No,
0: I I actually agree with that too. Cause I, I kind of hate it in games where like it's hardcore analysis paralysis, especially in a game like this where you can't really think about your turn ahead of like, you can think about what you want to do, but that's, going to be really influenced by whatever the other person does like you can't really plan out your turn that much until the other person's done their thing and then you start thinking So right. it's like kind of difficult you can't really like think too much ahead about it and you're doing a lot of waiting for your turn which i'm not super crazy about also i don't know you probably don't remember but there's two ways that the game can end one is if a player plays out all of their camels which is like the the little meeple that you use to indicate that like you own a tile Or if there are no more legal moves to make. And both the games I've played have ended with there being no more legal moves to make. Like the meeples have all been put in a situation where you will not be able to make a chain to end with a meeple matching a color.
1: Right. Because the meeples spread themselves so thin.
0: Exactly. Or like there'll be like two red meeples that are on opposite sides of the board and there's just simply not enough meeples to make them meet.
1: Oh, Of of course, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Mm. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Five Tribes. I really like it, though. I should say, like, I really enjoy it. And I wouldn't recommend ever playing this game when you're in a rush because you (laughs) want to have time to think about it. And I was kind of in a rush playing it today. Um, But also that kind of made it more enjoyable to me because I don't really like waiting around too much. And and like you said, I would rather just kind of go faster and um, not be thinking about like the absolute most optimal move for like three hours
1: yeah well that is like sidestepping a little that's one of the reasons i do really like playing games competitively and like tournament stuff because always having a time limit is really interesting as well because you do need to balance uh, uh, like my time has in like inherent value here I, i think that's always interesting
0: Agreed. Okay, what game did you bring to talk about?
1: Cool. So I brought a game that I've been looking forward to for a while. And so before I say what it is, I'm just going to like preface my expectations of this game. Okay? Okay. It's a game I kickstarted. Okay. I kickstarted it without looking into the gameplay very much because I thought the minis were awesome. I spent way more on this game than I spend on most games in my collection.
0: Is it the Marvel mini game?
1: It is. It is. The game came out, and all of the reviews, while being a lot of positive reviews, talk about how simple this game is, and it's a very simple game. It's very accessible for for kids. You can teach it and play with kids very quickly. It's Marvel United by Simon or Come On Games, um, uh, by uh, Eric Lang. And oh, Eric Lang is on it yeah yeah he's one of two designers it's eric lang and andrea charvesio and i will be frank i was expecting that i would play the game and i would go okay it it's it's fine and then i would keep painting the minis and be happy but you love it i adored it (laughs) it is so like when's the last time that i talked about a game that's like 15 minutes maggie
0: it lasts it's only 15 minutes long
1: it's 15 to half an hour Uh, i think the last time is fantasy realms and I think that was a huge outlier. And I think at the beginning of talking about fantasy realms, I was like, I don't normally like games that are this quick. It's so good. And I might be looking at it through rose tinted glasses. Like I spent hundreds of dollars on it. Um, I played it entirely with painted miniatures. Um, we don't have the whole Did set you painted paint them first. Yep. Yep. Uh, the whole set's not painted, but I have enough minis to play with. And it was just so fun. So I'm going to tell you how it works. And I'm actually going to teach you the entire game. Okay?
0: Well, it's only 15 minutes long, so... Yeah, exactly. Hit me with it.
1: So here's how it works. You're going to set up a board. You're going to have a villain. You're going to have six locations. Each location is going to have a threat card on it. And that card is determined by the villain. So, like, a specific villain will have six specific threats that all get randomly put on six locations. The locations are going to be placed in a circle and your heroes, you're going to have four heroes. They're going to start on the opposite location from the villain. Each turn, either you or the villain will play one card and resolve it. The villains cards will often resolve moving around the board clockwise, the board being the six locations, Uh, ...activating different special abilities... ...attacking people they're in the location with... ...or triggering BAM effects... ...which have different effects based on the villain. Then a hero will get to go... ...and you will draw a card at the start of your turn... ...and you will play a card. Um, And you're going to play it into what's called the storyline... ...which on the playmat's just like a ring of cards... ...that circles the board. So you're going to play a card into the storyline... And whatever that card's ability is, you're going to get to do that stuff. And there are only three actions. There's move, there's attack, and there's heroic action. And so moving is pretty self-explanatory. Attacking is going to deal damage to threats or deal damage to the villain. Uh, And heroic actions can be used for dealing with threats Or can be used to save civilians, because there's going to be just civilians in various locations that are in danger, and you can save them with heroic actions. Then the next hero is going to go. They're going to play a card. But instead of activating just that card's effect, at every point throughout the game now, except for that first turn, when you play a card, you get the effect of that card. And the effect of the previous card.
0: Oh, whoa, spicy. So there's
1: like an inherent level of planning and working together and communication that you're going to do uh, when playing with other players to try to make sure it's like, oh, I really need to punch here, but I don't have any attacks. Do you have attacks? And they're like, well, yeah, I do. So they're going to like maybe do their move to like attack. And then they're going to leave you that attack so that you can. It's a really cool, really Very simple system
0: what you're also, trying to accomplish. Sorry, yes, go on. I just want to ask does each so like if there are three players playing, are there three villains or it's just one villain that you're It's against? one villain. Okay. Sorry. Um go on.
1: So each um each player is going to get to do that, but after three hero activations, the villain is going to activate. He's going to draw another card and resolve it. Uh, and then it's going to continue on with the heroes. And essentially, throughout the course of the game, you're just trying to do three things. You're trying to defeat threat cards, which as you defeat them, each location is going to have a different, unique special ability. So if you get rid of the threat card, all of a sudden you're going to be a little bit better, Um, which is awesome. So if you end your turn there, you're going to resolve the location ability. Uh, You are trying to rescue enough civilians and you are trying to defeat enough, uh, not henchmen, uh, uh, I don't remember what they're called, but like goons or something, just the, the bad boys that can show up on different spots. When you resolve two of those, when you rescue enough civilians or you defeat enough threat cards, then you're going to be able to damage the villain. If you dam- deal enough damage to the villain, you win. If you don't, you lose. And that's it, Maggie. I like it. It's so simple. It's so fast. Both times we've played it, we've finished a, a game and just been like, "Okay, let's go again."
0: Yeah, I was going to say you. So you've, both times, did you run it back or like two separate seating yes. with multiple plays.
1: I have done. I have played four times across two sessions.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I think there's a non-zero amount of this that is. Rose colored glasses from right, like a, like it's, I think it's a proven fact that if you spend money on something, you're more likely to assign value to it. So like right. I spent money on this um, and I put time and energy into it, painting it, but I cannot see myself playing this game and disliking it. I don't think there's like,
0: there's also I, a franchise that you like.
1: Yeah. Like there, there's so much that it has going for it. And it is quite simple, and I think depending on the villain and the heroes you have, you might end up in a situation that's not the best play experience. So, like I will talk about Ebony Ma, and half of my games have been played against Ebony Ma. We played Ebony Ma two times. I actually think I have five plays of it. Never mind. Uh, we played Ebony Ma two times, but Ebony Ma's ability, like. He will often assign crisis tokens to heroes, which just have an in-game effect based on the villain. And his thing is that when you have a crisis token, instead of choosing your card at the start of your turn, you're going to have to randomly assign your card at the start of the turn. Oh, okay. And that, I think, objectively, he was... By far the worst experience of this game. And I still had a great time because I was like figuring it out and looking into it. Yeah. But I don't think I'll play Ebony Maw basically ever. Because the interesting part of this game is choosing your cards and like seeing how you can work with other players. That
0: kind of ruins like the whole like playing aspect of the game.
1: Yeah, I would say Ebony Maw is like if you if you're gonna set up and try this game. Do not put Ebony Maw on the table first.
0: <laughs> but you paint, did you want to paint Ebony Maw because you thought he would be fun to paint?
1: Uh, I, I didn't paint Ebony Maw. The, the oh, you person, didn't even paint him. Uh, the person I, I I'm painting assumed... it with painted Ebony Maw. You what, um, sorry? The person I'm playing it with, who. Oh, okay. We we went in on the Kickstarter together, uh, they painted up Ebony Maw while I was painting up other things. Um, okay. And let me tell you, Ebony Ma looked hot on that game board.
0: <laughs> so, is there a lot of variety of like villains and heroes to pick from?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's good. Um, I've played against Red Skull, Hella, and Ebony Ma. And Hella's really interesting because her threat cards, she has five cards that are all like Undead Army or something. And she has one card. Hela is the character from Thor Ragnarok, Thor's sister. Kate um,
0: Blanchett.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, and she has her other ability is her, her dog, uh, Fenrir, I think. Mm. And a lot of her abilities are going to heal the dog or give the dog more health than it even starts with.
0: I love that. And dog. you
1: cannot damage her. While the dog is on the Ooh, board,
0: unless the dog, okay,
1: yeah, Very and she also has things that are going to put the dog back into play, so you kind of have to spend time going around, dealing with all her threats, trying to take out the dog, and then trying to retake out the dog, and it's just really cool and really interesting, and I saw a tweet, and I'm going to I'm going to just read out part of the tweet because I saw it. It's by um, BG Hot Takes podcast who are another another board game podcast. I haven't listened to them yet, but I engage with them frequently on Twitter, and I really enjoy engaging with them. And they played it, and they played Marvel United, and they said, um, this was the first and last time that I'll play this game. There are no interesting decisions. Oh, um, I may have liked it at, when I was a kid, but to market this for a several hundred dollars to a hobbyist board gamers on kickstarter is is yuck did anyone else feel like this um and i just that is like kind of what i expected to think about the game uh, maybe not as harshly as that but i wasn't expecting to sink the b- bunch of money that i the, that i sunk into it play it and be like wow yeah perfect but it's just so so good I think the choices, while simple, like, it, I'm not going to sit here and tell you listeners that it's super involved. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty simple. Like, I went through most of the rules. But I think the choices are really quite interesting and quite compelling.
0: I like it when you can make take a short game and make it interesting and compelling. Like, I don't think that just because it's a short, simple game means that it can't be a great game
1: absolutely yeah that's how i feel but usually i fall in the camp of give me 90 minutes or give me death (laughs)
0: like
1: (laughs) I, i love building a strategy over time and trying to figure out how all the different pieces work together but there's something about marvel united uh maybe it's the paint jobs maybe it's the the knowledge of money spent or maybe it's just really compelling game design that just works for me
0: no it sounds cool and like the minis look awesome so i imagine if they're painted they look even more awesome so it would be really fun to play i imagine with your own copy that you've invested in in a franchise that you love with minis that you painted just like a fun 20 minute game like I'm, I'm into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, we played one game that was uh, Jessica Jones, um, Iron Fist, Punisher. So like three members of the Defenders. I don't know. I don't actually know if I, uh, Punisher's in the Defenders. I'm sure he is at some point. Everyone's <laughs> in every team at some point. Uh, but it's those three, like New Yorkers, human people. And Korg from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and it was just like, it's so fun to like do that, to play pre- pretend and just put those absurd and that. interesting stories onto the table at any given time. It's just fun. And it's the kind of fun that I don't get to have too often. I'm sure I could, but I just don't. It's 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 like that childlike wonder fun where you're like, yeah, let's play pretend. Um, most of my board gaming isn't let's play pretend. I don't play a ton of RPGs. But it, it's just that like, we love this thing. Let's tell a story. And that's kind of how <laughs> it felt. And it just kind of filled me with a little bit of joy, you know?
0: Oh, I love that for you, Billy. That sounds great.
1: Yeah, th- those are my thoughts on Marvel United. Um,
0: that sounds awesome. And it sounds like I would love to play it with you hopefully soon.
1: Yeah, I would I would love that. We will find a time um mm-hmm. once like we're we're ready to go. We got some stuff we to are. deal. Worlds Let's opening back it. up. Jobs exist. Um but we we <laughs> we will find a time to play games, be happy and move some minis around and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, shoot you with a laser beam or something." We'll do that.
0: <laughs> yes, just not with Ebony Maw.
1: No, 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 no. No.
0: Never again. It's a shame,
1: um, but it's also like There's so many villains and if you were introducing it to like a very young kid and you wanted to just like simplify it, that might not be a bad way to do it. Ebony Ma takes away the choice of which card. Right. So you can just play down your card and then assess the actions. Like it's, I don't think he's an altogether the worst thing in the world. He's just 0% what I want in a villain of that game.
0: Yeah, I feel like it takes out like a major... Part, part of the decision making of the game
1: yeah if he handed out crisis tokens a little less because like the we played him twice because we wanted to know did we just botch this but we played him twice um and the first time we 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 hardly got choices at all and we were like oh i think we just botched this let's let's run it back and try again and the mm-hmm. first turn he like gave everyone a crisis token and then the second turn he gave Everyone a crisis token and then two other people, a second crisis token. So it's like, it's going to be three rounds before you even get to choose. And it's like, that's that's yeah. not what this is meant to be, I don't think. Not for I me.
0: That is, I wonder if that made your games shorter.
1: Uh, all of them were pretty quick. Like, I don't think you're ever going to, I don't think you're going to sit down and play a 90 minute Marvel United. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I see. Um
1: yeah so Marvel United I have 5 plays of it. Um our first play was 31 minutes, second play was 18 minutes. Wow. Third was 22 13 and 24. And that 13 minute 1 was was Ebony Maw. Like let's How let's be real. How involved
0: is the setup of this game? Uh it's it's quite simple.
1: Uh the most involved setup is really Uh, card sorting because you have each character has a set of cards. So if you have all your cards in like a big deck, you're going to be like sifting through to find the character and then pulling all of their cards. Um, But um, I I bought little like 10 card deck cases, which unsleeved can fit each character's cards. I have a whole bunch of little cases that have each character. So it's actually quite quick to just like thumb through and find them. It's, It's not very involved setup at all
0: okay well that's good because when it's a short game you want it to be like a fantasy realms level of setup where it's like <laughs> yeah you know, exactly setup. but um, it's it's
1: not quite no setup so i think that's also why it's so easy to just be like run it back again again again
0: yeah i i think that's the beauty of uh, short games like that that are really good like you want to just keep playing them again and again did you get any rules wrong throughout your marvel united play Um,
1: I don't think so. Reading the rule book was pretty like comprehensive it's mm. it's a lot fewer rules than I'm used to in a game so i I think we just like sat down and like put it out I don't I was looking for I was looking for something to say and i it never it, it didn't get to me it just didn't put it out was not it <laughs> 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 I'm sorry to let you know.
0: Um. So, this is gonna be like our shortest episode ever. But shall we move into our nerd adjacent musings?
1: Uh, do you not have a rule wrong, or are you just trying oh. to like gloss over it and hide?
0: No, actually, I <laughs> I did get a minor rule wrong that I just read wrong in um five tribes. It's like kind of not even worth it to bring up, but uh, because we noticed it and we just like fixed it, and it was pretty easy to fix. But I had a djinn, so like a god, that allowed me to place palaces on any village on the board, and palaces make make the tile worth five extra points for whoever controls it. That sounds great. I misinterpreted it, and I thought that I could just place them... I thought a village was just like any tile, but it's only specifically tiles that can have palaces on them. Okay. So I was just like... Placing them all over and it's like not, it wasn't even that expensive. There was a cost associated to doing it, but it wasn't that much. So we were like, wow, this tile's so like, or this gin is like so OP. Um, and then we realized, oh no, we're just playing it wrong. But I was, it was easy to reneg because there was a cost. So it was like, okay, we'll right, just take right, all these right, right. balances off. I'll just take the cost back.
1: You lose like 20 points.
0: <laughs> no, I still won. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Sucks. You didn't even need that
1: gin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Added. At it.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. So let's move into our nerd adjacent musings. Nerd adjacent
1: musings. What do you got, Maggie? What's your nerd adjacent musing?
0: So I have one, but I just want to give a specific shout out first to your. One of your previous No adjacent musings, "Invincible," which I enjoyed so 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 much, and I loved it. And it's I'm good, sorry eh? for not like a am- like I need to marinate with your thoughts, I guess, before I can like watch it. But, um, <laughs> but I loved it. I was obsessed. I watched it in like I'm two glad. days. Yeah, that was very good. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah. I was expecting to have a good time, but I really like a lot of the the choices.
0: Yeah. So that's just like a little shout out to say that you were right about that. Thank and you. Thank you. Maybe I'll stop ignoring you, but my <laughs> actual Nerd Adjacent Musing is in the Heights. Have you seen? Is it good?
1: You- I've seen the trailer and I'm so pumped to watch it.
0: I freaking loved it and I'm a musical person and like not not like talented wise, like as in I enjoy watching them. I'm not like a I don't like play music. Sorry, not that anyone was expecting me to, <laughs> but just wanted to clear that up in case someone thought that I was musical. But
1: our outro tonight will be sung by Maggie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, but I usually find like one musical a year that I'm like completely obsessed with and yeah. Um this is definitely it and I'm going to be listening to it I'm sure for like several months until I learn every word and also the Spanish language. So stay <laughs> tuned.
1: I'm really excited to watch it. I've seen the trailer like 5 times. The trailer looks so dope. There's a moment in the trailer um where somebody is like walking down the street and then they step on a manhole cover and they like move their Mm -hmm. foot back and forth as if it's like scratching a record and the manhole cover moves like a record. And it was, it's just like if, if the actual movie brings in that type of energy through the songs, it's going to be so cool. And it's going to, it's going to be a delight and I can't wait to watch it. And it sounds like it succeeded.
0: It's well, honestly, I'm like a very easy critic (laughs) <laughs> um, and I really like Lin-Manuel Miranda so like there was no I feel like there was zero chance I was not going to like this but like the dancing and the choreography I like loved in this movie Sweet. Um I look forward so, to it yeah really excited about that and I can't wait till you can see it Um, what's yours
1: believe it or not Maggie my nerd adjacent musing is a TV show based on a comic book.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I will not be watching it. No, just kidding. What is it?
1: <laughs> I guess I have a type. I guess oh, I'm like very do. clearly delineated by like Google Ads. I think they know what to serve me. They're like, hey, did you know this board game's on sale? And it's like, also, hey, have you heard of this? <laughs> um, it's called Sweet Tooth. Sorry,
0: you get TV shows served to you on Google?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I just meant they get me. I get okay, them on. I, I get like, them on YouTube. Okay.
0: As YouTube ads. If I get a if I get a trailer and a YouTube ad, it's like an automatic like unplug the TV, throw my computer out the window situation.
1: That's fair. I, I used to do that, but like I was going through too many computers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Sorry. Sweet tooth. Tell me about Sweet it. Sweet tooth. Yeah. It is a
1: comic book. Uh. It's based on a comic book. By Jeff Lemire. And Jeff Lemire is a pretty prolific comic book. uh, Not designer. That's board games. A pretty prolific comic book uh, writer. He's written uh, Descender. He's written Plutona. He wrote Essex County. Which is a big thick. um, Like anthology style. And he writes a lot. Not about. But. You know how something can be about something. Without actually being about it. Do you know what I mean? He writes a lot about Windsor, Windsor, Ontario. And like what the mood and atmosphere of that place is. And Essex County, Windsor, Essex is just about um, like rural Southwestern Ontario. And which is near
0: and dear to your heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I went to school in Windsor. So um, it's, it really speaks volumes to me. And Sweet Tooth is such an interesting thing to release right now, by the way. Oh, my God. It is about a pandemic.
0: Oh, uh, Pandemic media
1: is interesting. It's about a pandemic that kills like a large por- portion of humanity. It's called uh, the pandemic gets called the sick. And around the time that that pandemic happened, th- um, humanity, like many people, also gave birth to what are called hybrids and hybrids are humans who also have animalistic properties to them. So the story mainly follows sweet tooth or Gus, um, who is a little deer kid who has like deer ears and deer antlers. And he's like 12 or something. The actor's incredible. And it's about him and his life and his journey, um, as a hybrid who, as you can imagine, people suck. And, um, if like, like there, there was this huge pandemic and plague and roughly at the same time, there was the birth of a new species. Um, so people, people conflate the two and don't like hybrids and people hunt hybrids and like treasure, um, like hybrid, uh, hides, let's say. So... It's about this young kid dealing with a very harsh world. Like it's a very, like it's a very classic hero's journey in how it looks. Yeah. Um, and it's just very, very charming.
0: It's rated incredibly high.
1: I really, really enjoyed season one. It just came out. Um, it's a Netflix original. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's, again, it's not the standard type of media that I consume. I would say while there's lots of moments that are like scary and there's lots of um th- there's lots of really good writing in it which I really enjoy. It's a little more wholesome than the content I tend to consume. I tend to consume things like Invincible that right. like The Walking Dead that's a little bit more gruesome and Sweet Tooth has this wholesome whimsical air to it that is just charming and delightful. Um but I'm very happy to have watched it, and I would highly recommend you all to do the same. I think I think basically everyone will like this.
0: Oh wow, what a glowing recommendation!
1: I'm full of good words today, Maggie. <laughs> I guess I'm in a good mood.
0: Mm-hmm. This is unlike—I don't know. I'm trying to think of a negative episode, but we don't. We're we're always pretty nice. The
1: Kickstarter episode. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say the kicks. I wanted to say the Kickstarter episode, but I didn't want to. <laughs> Um, it's like, why would people kickstart games? not want to bring it up.
1: <laughs> Kickstarting games is foolish. Okay, Although... let me spend $300 on Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that why you were asking if I was going to talk about Ankh because it's Eric Lang as well?
1: I was. I was because I thought it'd be really cool if we could do like a an episode that was about the Eric Lang Kickstarters that we had just gotten. Mm. Um,
0: no, I still haven't gotten it but i think it should be soon but i still haven't received the like email that says like fill out your address and it's on my goddamn 10 by 10 eric (laughs) are you aware you're gonna have to play
1: a lot of ankh people are gonna be able to come to your house again soon and you're gonna have them over every day for ankh Mm. i bet you'll get 100 plays of ankh in this year
0: (laughs) i don't i doubt that Um,
1: speaking to Eric, like he's in charge of shipping. Yes. Uh, Hello,
0: Eric. Hi, Eric. This is on my channel. Just call it. I know you're a big fan of the podcast. So you're probably going to (laughs) listen to this right away. Also, if you like hearing mine and Billy's voice, um, (laughs) we, I have, a second podcast called Film Hags, where I talked with some of my haggy friends about movies. And Billy was a guest star on it Um two weeks ago. So you can tune in. It's Film Hags, it's available anywhere you get your podcast, and we do a fun little game show.
1: Yeah, Maggie, that was recording that was the most like, it was the most fun I had that week. It was so good. It was nice. We we hopped on video chat. We we did the little game show, and it was just a wild ride from beginning to end.
0: <laughs> it's essentially, yeah, it was very fun. It's essentially the first round of Time's Up, or Monikers, or Once Ties Th- Three Times a Lady, or there's a m- bunch of different games names for it. But yeah, we played a game. On a podcast and it's fun. You can like kind of play along with it too. Yeah. To yeah see if yeah, you can yeah. guess the movies. And it was just a really great time. So check that out if you'd like.
1: Um I-, yeah. I had a great time recording it. I'm sure you'll have a great time listening to it. Thanks so much.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming on for that, Billy. It was great to have you on. Of
1: course, Maggie.
0: So I guess that's it.
1: I guess that's it. Let's let's do this again sometime. Two weeks from now, same time?
0: Yeah. Eric, I expect my onk to be here before the next episode.
1: We can hope. We can hope.
0: Thank you in advance. Um, (laughs) Until next time, I'm Maggie. I'm Billy. And this was Into Into the the
1: verse.